mothers are among the most creative people on the planet. Mm. I mean, we've all made up our own lullaby, right? Seriously. <laughs> we've oh all, my god, hundreds! Um, I could what were you just telling me? Oh my god, me I could have released like multiple albums yeah. since becoming a mother. <laughs> so. Do you sing to Honey when you change your nappy sometimes? Oh, my God, like, you should I'm hear just good the to change songs. Nappy. Oh, yeah, you should hear some of the songs. <laughs> oh, please. I mean, like, Aiden and I sing random songs to each other anyway, probably, like, did that yeah, you lo- do actually. lunatic stuff <laughs> before we even had a baby. <laughs> Welcome to Talking in Common, a podcast of all things lifestyle, family, motherhood, relationships, kids, and culture. This is not a how-to, but an insight into the lives of ourselves and others and how we all manage to get by. So take a listen and let's find out what we all have in common. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Talking in Common. I am Kate and I am joined as always by my co-host Sophie. Hello. Hello. Nice to be back. How are you going? Not bad feeling pretty good today. Yeah. Excited about the topics we're going to talk about, actually. Me too. I my- feel like we're going to have one of those moments where we both get very excited <laughs> and just talk over the top of each other the whole time. My brain is in overdrive. I cannot wait to discuss motherhood and creativity today. Mm-hmm. So there's so much to be said about this combination and so many people experience it differently. Mm. So we want to share ultimately how we feel about it and also open it up for your consideration also yeah I think it's important as well because like I experienced it in ways that I didn't really expect yeah and it's something that we talk about and you know like all the topics that we choose to talk about I think it's just good to bring some awareness to it and hopefully make people feel okay about whatever they've experienced absolutely and from what I know and from you know different friends of ours that I've spoken to everyone has such a different experience Mm. with motherhood and creativity Mm. so I'm looking forward to delving into this today Mm, mm. but first what do we have (laughs) in common this week actually we were talking about something this morning and I think it might be that yeah was it about possessive children exactly that's exactly right I think we're both experiencing that a little bit at the moment for me little honey girl is at the age where she's just going through that stage where she realizes that we can walk away from her yeah and she's getting a little bit of that she realizes you've left the room yeah and once they realize that they start to get a bit sort of anxious or upset and get that separation anxiety so we've been experiencing that a little bit lately and that's totally new for me because up until now she's just been such a little chiller she's so happy pass her around I know she's usually happy for a bit of a snuggle which I'm not complaining when I get to see her so lovely that you know she's good like that isn't she and some babies are not happy (laughs) with that some babies just want to hang with their mum and dad and I totally Mm. get that Mm -hmm. um so I do remember you know going through that similar stage that you're talking about with honey yeah but now yeah with both of my girls but now it's happening with my two-year-old Lulu so she's okay when I when I leave the room but When she wants to be on me, like sit on my lap or she wants me to carry her or anyone else is over, if she's near me and anyone mm. comes near me, it's like, no, my mummy. Yeah, right. And even um, my husband, Mackie, the other day came up to give me a hug and a good morning kiss <gasps> and I was holding Lulu and she was like, no, daddy, oh my, my God, so mummy. Cute. It was that's pretty so funny. Cute. I was like, oh, because <laughs> it's quite a new thing. Yeah, I mean, she's ha- again, she's happy to go to other people, but yeah, if she's yeah. in the mood and she wants mummy. Yeah. So then both my girls are like physically trying to jump on top 
top of me if I sit down on yeah. any chair or the couch in the house. It's so, so much funny. to the They're point like, that they have edged you over to the corner of the couch and then suddenly they've taken over. It's funny though. Like I wonder, I don't think it's just such a mum thing but more just obviously whoever the primary carer is maybe, like who they're spending more time with every day. And I think both of those examples that we've just talked about or both of those experiences that we're experiencing at the moment are such a reflection of our children's ages as well. Lulu would really be learning and exploring that sort of possessiveness you well, know that she can with have everything as and, well so not just yeah. not just about me yeah that's um, what I mean so I, it's about everything is it I, I find as a two-year-old and I had a similar experience with Nina who's four and a half now mm. at that age it's like they've got their eyes or headlights on it's all about them it doesn't mm. matter like this toy is mine yeah, this food is mine, mine anything mine, that I'm mine. holding is mine and they yeah. they don't see or don't know that you've got to actually share with other people yeah. as well you know they're still learning these things so what did you find it more difficult to teach Nina to share because she was your first I think compared so. to Lulu who's your second who would have learned from Nina quite quickly she's learning pretty quickly now because mm. She has to. She still does just walk up to Nina and will just snatch something out of her (laughs) hand. And Nina's quite a gentle, gentle little soul. So she she gets quite upset. And I'm like, you know, it's okay. You go get it back off her. Like, stand up for yourself. Um, But it is quite funny because Lulu's just like, mine. Just taken. It's like, actually, Lulu, that's not yours. And you should say, can I please have a turn? Or, you know, hysterical. But But yeah, the possessiveness, it's just. I suppose it's one of those behavioural things that the kids go through and then it becomes our responsibility to help them through it or teach them through it. True. I'm not complaining about the cuddles because uh, yeah. with a two-year-old, these days you want to cuddle and they're like, shoop, off. They don't want to sit still. Until she changes her tune and she's more like cuddles for daddy and go away, <laughs> yeah. mum. You'll I'm love like, it until then. I'll be devastated. That but won't happen. we've got it so much um, stuff to talk about and I really want to get into it. So yeah, let's do the it. topic that we've chosen to discuss today is all about sort of creativity um, and that combination with motherhood and there's multiple parts to being creative and I think today we want to discuss the impact that having children can have on your creativity in your work or your career but also how creativity can be and is actually implemented into our everyday lives as mums and sometimes we're just not recognizing it as creativity actually yeah so let's start with creative work and our careers and how babies can affect this because you and I both have creative backgrounds yours obviously in music and mine more sort of in design and styling and for me personally I think a lot of this sort of like uh, stigma or I think what I've discovered now in reflection it's actually more of a myth but around this topic of the combination of creativity and motherhood has sort of like haunted some women <laughs> I think a so bit. I feel like you always hear this kind of thing of you can't have a creative career or you can't have a career mm. and be a mum at the same time like you've yeah. got to sacrifice and give something up and yeah you know it's different for everybody but I absolutely think you can if yeah. that's what you want to have yeah. and if you don't want to have that either that's okay too but I feel like you're kind of crucified either way yeah yeah it's difficult it's and that's exactly right there's like this um creation versus procreation battle and it is difficult you know with women having a lot more equality with their opportunities in their careers and stuff these days but then also having the pressure or the choice or will to wanting to be a mother there's a lot that goes into 
those considerations and those choices. And a lot of women seem to delay having children with a fear of no longer being able to create or you know, that it's going to affect their careers or that mm. they won't be taken as seriously mm. or... And I think a lot of the time that is true. Yeah. Like, like that's still a fact, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But um, there was this English literary critic that I read a quote that he had said or declared, you know, almost 70 years ago or something like that. So it's old school. But he said, there's no more sombre enemy of good art than the pram in the hall. <sighs> what an asshole. I know, seriously, what an asshole. <laughs> Of course, and that was a male that said that. So, you know, comments like, you know, in such an old-fashioned way like that, I think have lingered around and sort of stuck, stuck to women ever since. And, yeah, like I said, I, like I personally was a little bit haunted by this kind of stigma and I think a lot of people are too. So what happened with me once I had a baby was that I – thought after about two or three months after my baby was born that I had lost my creativity. I thought it had gone forever. That's sort of what I felt in my heart. I remember heart. you saying that actually. We spoke, well, we've yeah. spoken about this a lot, yeah. I remember, but especially in those first few months, you and I did discuss this quite a lot and you yeah. said that. Because uh, that's what I had thought had happened. And now on reflection, I just realised that it was sleep deprivation <laughs> getting the better of me and that I couldn't. Time management as well, not having exactly, the time. Not having the time, not having a clear enough head to even just see how any sort of not only creativity but how any work could fit into my life. I just couldn't see through the thick or the fog of that newborn that's sort of good early word, stage. The fog. I found it really hard to compartmentalize when I became a mother for the first time around, especially, mm. you know, I just felt, which is probably similar, very similar to what you just said, so consumed with Nina mm. that mentally I felt like I just had nothing left to give to myself in terms of, you know, my creativity yeah. for my music or yeah. just for myself, just anything for myself. I was just so consumed. I just couldn't figure out how to mm kind of divide the two and yeah totally agree yeah I it's hard being it's a woman. so hard <laughs> you know <laughs> and a bum isn't it but you know we give birth to our babies <clears throat> and we kind of give birth to ourselves again in some yeah. ways you know yeah so how do you feel about music and songwriting or you know singing being creative since having your babies well, obviously, prior to having babies, mm. I was a performing artist and songwriter for many years and mm. I loved what I did. I found it came quite naturally and it was a real amazing outlet for me. Mm. You know, lyrics and melody was really my thing. Yeah. And I also loved the collaborative process of, you know, working with another songwriter or producer and seeing the song kind of start from the ground to, yeah, to turning creating into it, a to turning into a song. Yeah, so cool. Um, you know, and I wrote songs for a TV show called H2O, so that was more fulfilling a brief that they would give you, but mm -hmm. I found a lot of satisfaction in doing that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, just prior to having kids, I had sort of moved on a little bit from music and yep. I was doing some stuff in film, but I still did write music and I still did find that, you know, I was jotting down ideas all the time and it was more just for mm. me and to have that creative outlet on the side. Mm. But, you know, I sort of thought I would get back into it when I became a mum. I was like, I'll have all this yeah. time. I'll feel so inspired. Yeah. Like I'll have this new little human, like what an amazing time, new life. But that was not what happened at all. And, you know, yeah. yeah. I think like you said, you thought you would have the time being the key point yeah there. but you know and you, you know you're going to be tired but far out you just have no idea until you're living mm. in the moment and you know ideas would still come but you know and I would tend to you know write things down or kind of record something into my phone get distracted and I'd never go back to it mm, mm. 
Yeah, well, it's interesting because we talked in another episode about the effect that pregnancy has on your brain. Yeah. And even though our brains have sort of pruned away some more social or like memory-related neural pathways, there is studies that show your brain can benefit from like the sharpening of perception and motivation and problem-solving skills after giving birth. So even though some of your functionality in your brain is sort of being dulled or pruned away to to make space to learn how to be a mum, there are other areas of your brain that are being sharpened. And that can sort of relate back to being more driven, more sort of productive with your work. And I think in turn, therefore allowing you to be more creative. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not all doom and gloom, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's quite funny because my youngest daughter, Lulu, recently turned two Mm. and these past few months I have been feeling more creative and more Mm. inspired than I have in the past four and a half years of motherhood. Yeah, right. it makes sense. Like that makes sense, right? You yeah, know? because the thing that we were talking about last time was that during your pregnancy, it can change your brain for up to two years. Yeah. So now that she's two, maybe you've just come out of that change. That's really interesting. You and I were also talking about the other day, we both read something that said the more children you have, the more productive yeah. you become. And when I read that, I was like, that's, you know, that's a simple thing. Yeah. I never thought about that. And I kind of think it's True. Like it's true because yeah. you've just kind of you've just got to get shit done. Yeah. You've got to fit more stuff in. You've got to get it done. There's only the same amount of hours in the day and you just kind of figure out new ways to yeah. kind of achieve those things. Yeah. And I think you and I have both learnt that through speaking to some of our very special guests that we've spoken to on, our, on the podcast yeah, this season. Definitely. Because at least one or two of them had a very similar answer in that same sort of area in which after having children – they felt more driven and and productive to sort of provide as much as they could yeah, for the children for their babies yeah yeah and and being creative people themselves that was their way of getting back into their creative work so we should also talk about though how creativity plays a major role in being a mum day to day and that we're not really recognizing some of these things that we're doing on a day to day basis as creativity. Mm, this so is a really good point. There was an article which we will share after this episode, which was comparing little C versus big C. Mm. And that it analogy. states that mothers are among the most creative people on the planet. Mm, do we agree? I agree. I what do you definitely so, agree. Hundred percent. Everyone's probably going, what's little C and big C? So Mm. big C means substantial contributions to a creative field Mm -hmm. and little C means small creative gestures in everyday Mm. life. I mean, we've all made up our own lullaby, right? Seriously. We've oh all, my god, hundreds! Um, I could you just Oh my god, I could have released like multiple albums yeah. since becoming a mother. <laughs> yeah. So, what were you just telling me before that you were doing with oh, Lulu? Trying to get Lulu to go down for her nap, and yeah. as soon as you say you're ready for your nap, she's like, "No!" At the yeah. moment, no, mummy, no sleep. I'm staying up. Whatever. Yeah. So, my husband and I were like jumping and dancing and singing around like these. I don't know what you would call us. Like, I'm glad no one lunatics. else was lunatics, right? <laughs> And we somehow like convinced her, we got her coming down the hallway of the house and she thought this was her, we were being hysterical and she was laughing yeah. and we were singing to her 
totally tricked her into getting into her bedroom. Exactly. Then she was happy, yep. happily got up, got changed. Like, so you've got to be creative all the time. You know, there's yep. no guidebook to getting you through those toddler times no. and, you know, clever ways into tricking your kids into eating their dinner or their snacks. Yep. And because let's face it, kids often chew their food or throw their food, especially when they're, you know, one, two and three, yep. even younger. Actually getting them to eat food can be quite a challenge yeah in saying that they eat all day so but I think they're perfect examples of how as mums we are being creative do you sing to honey when you change your nappy sometimes oh my god like, you should I'm hear just the to songs change nappy. oh yeah you should hear some of the songs <laughs> oh, please I mean it's like Aiden and I sing random songs to each other anyway probably like did that yeah you lo- do actually lunatic stuff <laughs> before we even had a baby but yeah it's those sort of things that you don't even realize are actually creative acts yeah and I think it is really important to sort of highlight that or spotlight that because even if you're someone listening and you're thinking I'm not a creative person so I don't know what they're talking about I mean obviously everyone has a creative side to their brain absolutely so everyone is creative in some way or another even if you're a mathematician you could be creative with numbers it's not about art as such um, which sometimes creativity can be directly related to a you know, a specific art. But yeah, just acknowledging and recognizing that as mums, we are creative on a day-to-day basis is really important. It's so, so important. And I think like we sort of touched on before about certain barriers of stopping creativity or or getting in the way of creativity and like I said on on reflection of how I was feeling at the time after I felt like I lost my creativity really what I realized is just that there's a lot of logistics that come into your life once you have a baby that is what I think that I'm sort of struggling with right now and so you know ideas and and creative topics and subjects are still flowing around my brain like they used to, but there's the obstacle of time, like you mentioned, and tiredness and exhaustion and, you know, all that stuff, yeah. you know, particularly with uh, little babies, but all of that stuff that gets in the way. So Actually implementing those ideas can be very That's hard. exactly right. Yeah. So I think it's it's a good idea just to be kind to yourself and allow yourself that time just to so important isn't it you know just go easy on yourself yeah go easy but yeah be kind because now almost 10 months down the track I do feel like I'm creative again and you're still <laughs> you know what you are still in the early stages so amazing you know and yeah. creativity will come back it just comes back at different stages and in different ways for everyone yeah and that's true too isn't it yeah but it's going to be very different for me than it is for you absolutely I mean I've found that you know becoming a mum has made me, I guess, selfless. You know, you're always putting everyone's needs mm. ahead of your own, which makes sense as to why creatives can really suffer mm. if that you just don't get that opportunity or you don't kind of give yourself, like prioritise your time mm. to be able to do that. But then in saying that, you can't always prioritise your time because you've got young children or a baby yeah. to look after and, you know, it's unpredictable. Yeah, it is really unpredictable and that honestly is what I'm struggling with most at the moment and it's Do you part feel of, guilty as well? Oh, it's funny you say that. Aiden was actually asking me that last night when I was feeling a bit sort of anxious and stressed about different things that I'm working on at the moment. Yeah, of course I do and, like, that's like a whole other discussion in itself, I suppose, but it's more just that kind of transition from understanding how much time you actually have to thinking how much you can get done in a short amount of time between 
baby's napping or I know. and you're like at a that. stage where honey's still napping twice a day so your days yeah. are pretty taken up with kind of working in and in between her naps so you yeah. don't really get big blocks of time which can be quite hard to give yourself the the time to just focus on what you want to get done creatively because yeah. you've also got a million other things to do you've got yeah. like clean the house do exactly. the washing like exactly do the all food the shopping like all the things everything all the little bits and pieces mm, of that like just doing. running your household yeah as a mum which is so much part of it being a mum yeah I'm sort of getting used to that now yeah getting used to the juggle yeah the good old art of the juggle <laughs> the as we call the it juggle hey and I think as time goes on and as I get more used to my life with a baby and life with children and like you said maybe the more kids you have the more productive you are just because by that stage you're really in the swing of it each kid can help the other one like I know you know all sorts well, more of- kids but you don't have more time right no. so you've just kind of got to get got to come up with new ways of getting everything done yeah um yeah. so another interesting thing we were talking about was creative rebirth Yes, I love this. So I, love I read this article in Rush magazine, which actually you can still read it online. So again, we will share that. And it was about the artist Vicky Lee. And oh. yeah, and she talks about how she had a complete change of fields. When, when she became a, a mother, she realized that all she ever wanted to do was to be an artist. And she wow. said it was like she let this artist out of the closet and completely changed her career after having a baby after having her first baby right that's so So, interesting that's amazing isn't it so that can also happen too you know and I feel like even you and I working on this podcast like this is a completely different thing for both of us yeah and this is something that has definitely been inspired since we both became mothers most definitely and it's kind of our creative output isn't it absolutely in in conjunction with our experience of motherhood so but yeah I love that and I'd love to hear more stories of of that sort of creative rebirth idea after having children because that is fascinating that it's you know not only given you the confidence well no the confidence is the point of what's really fascinating about it I think and also there's you know you speak I've spoken to a lot of people who say that you know I thought I loved what I did Mm. I loved my job I loved my career Mm. and then they become a mom and they're like Mm. I still really want to work Mm. or I still really need to work but Mm -hmm. I have no interest in going back to what I used to do I'm going to try something completely different yeah right wow so Super interesting. It is interesting. I've just like got so much running around my brain. Keep going. Keep telling me. I don't know. I'm just like thinking about how I feel, you know, just talking about all these stories. Let's talk about it. How do you feel? Well, you know, I was sort of explaining before that I'm just trying to learn this juggle of what I think I can get done compared to actually what I can get done. I just need to be a little bit kinder on myself, I think, because I work myself up and I mean, anxiety is another reason, is another thing that gets in the way of being creative. You feel anxious when you're not being creative and then when you are, you know, prioritising that time and maybe then, you know, not being able to spend that time with your baby or with your child, Mm. then you feel anxious and guilty that you're not with them, Mm, mm. you know. So it's kind of that juggling act and that fine line of being like, you know, it's okay to just hang out with my kids and hang Mm. out with my baby and just focus on that. But then it's okay to take the time to just focus on myself and get other things done. Yeah. I mean, I feel anxious right now. (laughs) You're making me feel anxious. I need a drink. (laughs) This peppermint tea's not cutting it. Do you think a lot of these feelings and and that this want of trying to get getting things back to how things used to be? Because Mm. in reality, like it's never going to be how it used to be, you know. 
your life has changed a lot. You've become yeah. a mother. Things have changed. You're not an individual anymore. That's you a know? really good You're point. You're a mum. Yeah. Do you think a lot of this is coming from, you know, the pressures of things like social media, you know, com- trying to compare yourself to other people and what they're doing? Mm. I mean, we all know that often what you see on social media is not reality of what's going on in a lot of people's lives. Absolutely. Often it's just everything looks shiny and beautiful, not mm-hmm. with everyone. You know, mm. some people are more honest and more vulnerable, but, you know, often you kind of see these images or see these videos and you're like, how do they manage to do yeah. all that? Like, how do they Seriously. have their shit together? Yeah. And why am I finding it so hard? Yeah. But I think it's just all part of of that growth into becoming a mum, isn't it? Like, you know, one of our girlfriends, I remember she was telling me after she had her first child that she was feeling really socially anxious and that was a really new thing for her. She was always really confident and never had actually really experienced any anxiety until she had a child. And then suddenly she found herself feeling anxious in social situations because she didn't feel like herself Yeah, and she didn't know who this new you need to get was. to know the new self, you need right? To get, Give yourself yeah. that time. Yeah. And I think it's all just part of the process and all and all Absolutely. part of the journey. But it is such a good point. And comparison is such an evil thing for your confidence and for your anxieties. But comparison's a huge, hugely restrictive thing with creativity yeah. as well. It's so, so true. I mean, I, I don't know. I find that and maybe this is something I've only realized or started to implement more in this past like year or so but I find I care a lot less about the small things you know Mm. I'm trying to focus more on the future and bigger things you know if you let those small little niggly Mm. things get in the way all the time it'll create a real barrier for you you know for me it's a new perspective on letting things go and just getting shit done and focusing on what's important because if you hold on to shit and often it's other people's shit too yeah yeah that kills creativity for me. That puts me in a bad mood. Mm. It just affects my life. So yeah. yep. just kind no, of got to let it go. I'm do. saying this and often I don't let things go, but I am, I'm finding that I am trying to do that. And mm. when I do do that, it I helps. feel a whole, lot better a whole lot better and a whole less anxious. Yeah. Well, if any of you have anything to add to this conversation, we yeah. would love to hear your stories. Absolutely. Seriously, I would love to hear them. Let's move on. Sharing is caring. What have you got for us today? <laughs> so I like this one. Are you going to inspire me? I hope so. That's always my intention, my love. <laughs> so today I'm going to talk about a beautiful incense brand. Ooh. It's called Boda. <gasps> And they call themselves a therapeutic perfumer. And this excites me because I love anything like I love scents, anything yeah. that kind of relaxes me or brings calmness. Yeah, anything atmospheric is yeah. very you. And actually we share that, don't we? Every we time I walk into do. your house, it always like the lighting's dimmed, there's a vibe, there's a beautiful candle or incense burning, it always smells beautiful. And it's Same always with like your really house. welcoming. <laughs> that in common (laughs) we've got that in common there we go that could this could be our first segment but the reason why I've picked this today as well because it's a beautifully aesthetic brand as well it's created by a couple whose names are Emily and Fred Lamy it's an LA based brand but the couple are originally from New Zealand and their packaging is beautiful it's so beautiful isn't it Fred's a designer and founder of a creative branding agency called Studio Lamy. So that's why the branding and packaging is also beautiful. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And yeah, they sort of call it therapeutic perfume for your home. And I love that because. 
because you know we care so much about how we look what we wear what we how we smell all that sort of thing but i really love you know coming from a background in interior design as well i love sort of all things that kind of dress up your home get the whole experience yeah and it's just part of my life that is important to me i love homemaking as do you and yep. as do our mums i yep. think that's where we've we got both, that from our mums yeah, yeah. I think that's where we both got it from and also because scents really trigger a memory and a moment in time for yeah, me. So true. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I know that you it's the same for you because you talk about the perfume that you wore on your wedding yeah, day, right? I did. Well, I, I bought a specific perfume to wear on my wedding day, which mm. wasn't my normal perfume that I would wear on a day-to-day. Mm. And I still have it. And I don't wear it all the time. It hasn't become my day-to-day. But mm. every time I do put it on, like I actually wore it... No, I'm not wearing it today, but I actually <laughs> wore it yesterday, I think. Yeah, and right. it just brings me back yeah. to this beautiful moment in time and brings yeah. back so many memories. And yeah. it, it just. It's fascinating that, isn't it? It's amazing. Like, no other sense does that to you, like smell recognition oh, does. I just it love immediately it. transports you to another memory. And I love that. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And it's exciting because we're burning some of it today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we bought some. I love that it's smokeless too. Have you ever seen smokeless incense before? I've like seen it, but I don't think I've ever owned any. So I didn't really quite understand how. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. But it smells amazing. But it smells beautiful. It's a really subtle smell. Um, The combinations of fragrances and aromas that they've put together are really beautiful. I believe that their incense is made in Japan, and I have had a lot of Japanese incenses before, and they're always really sophisticated in their sort of layers and levels of yeah. scent and smell but I also just love this brand because it's beautifully aesthetic and the branding it's is very amazing. aesthetically pleasing and so check you know it out how much I love branding <laughs> and this is not sponsored once again yeah yeah no just things that we love and that we want to share it's just awesome. the people we are totally well I think we're done. I think we're done for today. Great I think chat. we can continue this topic though. Like yeah. as we said, we'd love to hear from yeah. anyone who wants to share their story or their sort of mm. opinion or their take on motherhood and creativity. Mm. Reach out and let us know. Yeah, I'd love to get into it even more. But great chatting to you today. You great too. episode. We <gasps> will right. we will be back soon. Back soon. Bye. Bye. That's it for today. Make sure you head to incommonprojects.com.au for the show notes. Hit subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Talking In Common. And as always, thanks for listening.